middle-aged. Outlaws. Middle-aged. Outlaws. Welcome to episode 55 of the Big Show Show Show, the podcast where we talk you through each episode of the Big Show Show on Netflix. Wait, should we? Oh, no. Wait, is this Tuesday? (laughs) My bad, my bad. Sorry, that's my other podcast. Welcome to episode 55 of the Middle Aged Outlaws podcast, where I am trying to be a funny guy. Unless, of course, you're up for watching the Big uh, Big Show Show and talking through it. I think I did watch some episodes of it. I can't that, remember what it was like. That's impressive that you have. I've yeah. only watched it because my kid wanted to watch it. You've sat down to to watch I, it. I chose to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's incredible. Where is yeah. the big show on the on these? Oh, he was he was facing Akebono, wasn't he? Oh, At yeah. the WrestleMania we watched, he's not been seen. So I assume he's on SmackDown. That's why we've never seen him. Probably, yeah. No. Just. He's just going round and round and round about facing heel turning just all over the shop. Poor guy. Anyway, welcome. It's episode 55. How are you, Adam? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Ready to to be vengeful with you as we discuss the Raw exclusive pay-per-view Vengeance 2005. We could do a whole podcast on how on earth they ended up with both heavyweight titles on Raw, and yeah. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Someone <laughs> somewhere's been screwed royally. Would Paul Heyman have been running SmackDown at this point? Possibly. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's um. Yeah. They've 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 done something. They, they did the draft over a month. Um. So that's how they've ended up in this uh, sort of in between stage. Because you and I were talking about this pay per view, and we thought, is this a a duel? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the bigger ones, they try and make Vengeance a big one, like a SummerSlam or whatever. Um, but no, it is, it is Raw only. Uh, there was some sort of trade happened. Okay. Um, where Heyman got screwed, basically. Uh, and we'll see some big hitters from Raw eventually move over to SmackDown just after this pay-per-view, including our very own Captain Charisma, who gets shunted off from oh. the main event scene on Raw oh, just no. after this one. And Batista. Okay. As well. Yeah. Okay. So, we are continuing our journey through Edge's, I was going to say the word erection, but... Elevation? That's yeah. better. Much better. Although, we're obviously going to talk Edge and Lita, so... Yeah. And, you know. Uh, anyway, we continue our, our journey through Edge's Elevation. Um, and this leads us to June 2005. So we'll do the usual. We'll talk through what was going on then. Um, June 2005, movie-wise, music-wise. And then we shall talk about our casting choices oh, for yes. Vengeance 2005 in the Scream universe. Yes. Yes. I think you might be disappointed in me. I, th- I think <laughs> I might have maybe made a mess of it, but we'll see. 
Okay. Uh, Adam, if you were relaxing in June 2005, you might throw on some of these albums. X and Y by Coldplay. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Get Behind Me Satan by The White Stripes. Okay. Uh, in Your Honour by Foo Fighters. Okay. Uh, some singles released round about that time. Ass Like That by Eminem. Oh. And I, yeah, I think I've, <laughs> I've missed that one. It's the one where he's rapping in, in an accent like that dog with a cigar. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do, do, I, do, 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 do. Blocked that out. Okay. Yeah. Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. Remember that one? Yeah. You'd have thought that'd be released in September. I'm sure there's yeah, a much deeper meaning that, that, that mm. I've not taken mm. from that. Uh, Dreams by The Game from his debut album. Oh, yeah. So yeah, does that does that hit you with the sometimes when you think of music or when you hear a song, it immediately takes you back. Do you think any of them would take you back? Not really. Oh, no. Like I, I I I like that album by by the game. And I like mm-hmm. that song as well. But yeah, that it's not taking me back. I've got to say. Okay, here's some some films released in June, two thousand five. Mister and Mrs Smith, starring Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Uh, Batman Begins. Okay. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Christian Bale, of course, with his raspy Batman voice. Uh, Bewitched, starring Will Ferrell and other folks. Ever seen that? I don't think so. Uh, Me neither. Uh, the big summer movie was War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. Starring old cruiser. Yeah. This was round about when he was jumping on couches and declaring his love for your, your girl, Katie Holmes, from... Dawson's Creek. What was her What was her name in uh, Dawson's Creek? Joey. I knew it was a boy's name. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Oh yeah, yeah. That show takes me back. You know, I can I can think of myself as I was going to say a youth. I wasn't even that young. Dawson's Creek was definitely not around two thousand and five though. No, I think it. A poor man's yeah. Dawson's Creek, you might say. I have a feeling it was uh, maybe like started in 98. Right. And maybe maybe till about 2004 or something like that. Maybe something like that. I wonder what Dawson's sister's up to these days. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big fan of Dawson's sister. Okie dokie. UK number one song, June 2005. Last month, Adam. Oh, no. Or would it have been last month because we've jumped? Yes, last month, first of May. It was, is this the way to Amarillo by Tony oh, yeah. Christie? And I want to say it was that the, the month before. Yes. As yeah. a hint, I can tell you it's not that. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> do, do, shall, I, shall I help? I might, I might need a hint. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, is this too much? A, this is an animated character. The, the the singer. Hmm. Uh, Ooh, and this one had this animated character had a. Did it have a hit? No, is this the is this the hit? This is like a a version of a song that's in an Eddie Murphy film, quite that's synonymous with a Eddie Murphy franchise of films. I feel, I feel I've said too much. 
I know you haven't said enough because I've never felt further away from getting an answer in my life. Okay. Uh, I was just going to start doing Eddie Murphy's laugh, but that would not have helped. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I can see there's things going on. So was it like a sample from the music from Beverly Hills Cop that was used? Yes. Do you know what that music's called? No. That, that piece. Of, oh, okay. Uh, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. Uh, Axel. Uh-huh. Axel Rose. No, well, Axel. Yes. Axel, yeah. Yeah, the, the song's called Axel F. Was that the Crazy Frog song? Yes! <laughs> Woohoo! There you go. Oh, Axel Foley, of course. Of course. Okay. Oh, that what, oh, that's what his name is in Beverly Hills. Yeah, Club. it oh, is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen eventually. Sorry. Uh, in America, Billboard charts, number one song, June 2005. It's not the Crazy Frog. <laughs> what was it last time? Last time it was. Oh, it was 50 Cent Candy Shop. And it was that the previous time as well. Oh, it, man. It's not 50 Cent Candy Shop. It's not the same genre of music. Um, it's female. Is it? She's female. Female it's artiste right. solo. Have I, I heard of her? Do you think? Would, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's. Uh, that would be too much. That'd be too much. Oh. <laughs> You, you tend to hear her around about the middle of November. That's when you tend to hear from her. Okay. I feel like that's a pretty big hint that it's Mariah Carey. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Too much. But too much information. I only know the name of the, that one song that you would hear around. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in not in the 26th of June. Nah. No. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you. Yeah, go for it. The song's called We Belong Together. Oh. Yeah. I would never have got that. I don't know what that is. It seemed to be number one for a few weeks as well. Uh, okay. I've not looked it up to listen to it, so um, I can't shed any light on that. Uh, okay. The UK box office number one on the 26th of June was the same US box office number one. Right. I'm going to go with my gut that you, you've mentioned a film. Is it Batman Begins? Yes. Because that was huge. So, yeah. Well played. Well that played. makes sense. Okay. I, plucking it out of nowhere, I don't think I would have got it. But have, you haven't mentioned it had been released. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I've already, and I, and I'll, yeah, I've already texted you saying, Have you seen the Dark Knight trilogy? <laughs> and you're like, Yes, I think so. I wonder why you're asking. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, this is exciting. I'll, you, that was a bit of a ghost face voice you were just doing there. Oh. Um, so we said we're going to cast Vengeance, the pay-per-view, as characters from the Scream universe. I think there's six Scream films, correct me? Yeah, I've not seen this. I think the sixth is just out, so I've not seen okay. that one. Um, so we've got five films to pick from. Yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely not as familiar with the Scream universe as you. I went back and watched the first one again, which... 
very familiar with. It's absolutely class. Great film. Uh, I watched four. Okay. I can remember two and three. Not seen five. Do you want me to tell you who I have done, or do you want to tell me who you've done, and then we can fill in gaps? Okay, so I got a wee bit carried away. I've done many, many names. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I yeah, go on. Just why? Why don't you just just go through? If you go through, like based on how the card goes. So right. first match was Shelton B. Carlito. Have you got anybody for them? Okay, I do have announcers as well. Fantastic. Me too, okay. actually. I seem to have Coachman. <laughs> I don't remember writing this down for him, but for Coachman, I've gone for Jada Pinkett Smith from Scream Two. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so what what I've read was very annoying, only in it for a few minutes, very irritating, get stabbed in the cinema right at the start of Scream 2. And yeah, I've just decided that would be Coachman. That's amazing. So her boyfriend, spoilers for Scream 2, if anyone's listening, um, her boyfriend goes to the toilet and gets stabbed yep. through the ear hole. Yeah. And all I can think is the scene in Scary Movie when it's like a hee-hee-hee through, through the little people. But aye, that's, a, that's, that's good for Coach. That's good for Coach. Who you got for uh, King? King, I've got Lance Henriksen, who plays a character called John Milton in the third Scream film, wow. who is a seedy, dodgy film producer. Um, and he's all part of like the backstory about what happened with Sydney's mum. Yes. Brilliant. And JR? JR, I've got as um, W. Errol Brown, his name is. He is Kenny the cameraman for, for, from film one. And I've got that he's a guy <laughs> with a conscience and he's trying to do right, but he's very put upon by others. Wow. That, I love that. Poor Kenny, his fate was sealed when oh, he yeah. started ferrying Gail Weathers. But brutal. Yeah. For JR and King, I've got Sheriff Burke and Deputy Dewey. Just okay. because they come as a pairing, Sheriff yep. Burke wears a lovely cowboy hat. Um, so yeah, that's what I I've definitely got. nearly went with Sheriff Burke. I remember that being something I was thinking about. Nice. Okay. Shelton versus Carlito was the yeah. first match. You got anyone for either of those? Yeah, uh, so Shelton, I've gone, I've gone quite early here with David Arquette, uh, Deputy Dewey, the conscience of the films, seemingly a good guy doing right, but who really knows for sure? Oh wow, like an onion. There's layers <laughs> to Deputy Dewey and Shelton. Okay, and for Carlito, Carlito, I have gone with um, Patrick Warburton, who is the. <laughs> He's the uh, actor's bodyguard in Scream Two, uh, Scream Three. So when they're playing like a, a version of the film out with other actors, um, so they've got he's, he's a bit overconfident and up himself. Something strangely entertaining about him, but he's just not going to go very far in the franchise. That is Carlito. <laughs> to a T. I love it. Okay, but I've not got Carlito. I've got Shelton Benjamin. Um, I've cast him as Drew Barrymore's character, Casey Becker. Uh, excellent for a cameo and for like this this highlight that you would remember, but maybe no much else. Nice. Nice. Uh, I guess you've not got a Christy Hemme or Victoria? 
I struggled with those two. Um, I had wondered about Drew Barrymore for Christy Hemi in mm-hmm. that seemingly given an important role but killed off pretty early on. From Mason. Uh, I, did, I didn't have a Victoria. No Victoria. Stone Cold could have played her with those um, knee braces, although I appreciate it's ah. not in the Scream franchise. <laughs> uh, Kane or, or Edge? Uh, okay. Kane, I've gone with. So the actor's name is Roger Jackson. And he is the phone voice from the films. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> Why did you go with that? Because of Kane's mechanic. <laughs> that was definitely in my mind. And also just a bit menacing and sinister. Quality. Okay. Edgester. Edge. I've gone for Matthew Lilliard. Lilliard? Okay. Yep. Um, so what I've written, uh, so he's, he's uh, Stu, one of the killers from, from film one. Unhinged Spoiler. and a bit. Oh, yeah, sorry. Unhinged and a bit overacting at times. Yes. Oh, that's good. That is good. Yes. For uh, Kane, I've went with Sydney's dad. Oh, nice. They're, they're basically the same guy. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, and for Edge, I've got um, Billy, played by Skeet Ulrich, because they're both diabol- diabolical little bastards. Nice. What I've got. Nice. Did, did you pick anyone for Lita? No, I did not. Did you? Yeah, I went. I went. Courtney Cox, Gail Weathers will do whatever it takes to get ahead. Okay, I did not know where that sentence was going, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next match on the card is HBK versus Kurt Angle. Did you have both of those? I did. I struggled a bit with Angle, to be honest, um, because I think I, I kind there was somebody I kind of thought about using for him, but I ended up using for someone else. Okay. So I've ended up. For Kurt Angle going for Skeet Ulrich, uh, Billy, spoiler alert, the other killer in film one. And I've got, definitely shows a lot of intensity, at times shows some intelligence, but not very much integrity, but two out of three. Oh, I like, I like that. Do you know, watching Scream, now obviously I've watched Scream about a million times by this, this point in my life, but Billy shows, Billy basically appears, uh, the first scene he's in, he'd be as well looking at the camera and going... I am one of the killers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember, I, I'm sure the first time I watched it, I'd be like, that's too obvious. It's, they, <laughs> they, they want you to think that. It's too obvious. <laughs> uh, what about for Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels, I've gone for Henry Winkler. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, yes. uh, the principal in the first film. Old timer who tries to come across as the good guy, but there's definitely something sinister going on. That's great. Love that. I've got Henry Winkler playing Bischoff. Ah, nice. That's that's good, though. I like that. Right. Uh, I do not have a Michaels or an Angle. I appear to have completely forgotten about that match. Okay. Apologies for that. Did you cast Big Viss or Lillian Garcia? No. No, I didn't. Thank goodness. I was beginning to think that I'd maybe imagined that um, weird <laughs> thing that happens, but... You've recognised it, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. triple threat match for the WWE Championship was Christian, Chris Jericho and Cena. Yeah, I've got them all. Okay, who you got? Right, Christian, I've gone for Leif Schreiber, uh, Cotton Weary, definitely wronged, eventually goes on to become a star, <laughs> but it didn't last. Good guy deep down, put in a bad situation. Wow, that's class. Uh, what about Cena? Cena, I've gone for Jerry O'Connell, 
who is Derek, the boyfriend in Scream 2. Well-meaning, well-intentioned, but definitely massively over the top. That's brilliant. And uh, Jericho. Jericho, I have gone Timothy Oliphant, who is Mickey, uh, who, spoiler alert, one of the killers in Scream 2. Uh, he's snapped, he wants attention, but uh, he's only going to go so far. I like that. Okay. I have got Christian to be played by Jamie Kennedy, Randy. Nice. Um, he was friends with he was friends with Stu and he was friends with Billy and I've got Jericho playing Stu no, Stu playing Jericho yeah Stu is Matthew Lillard yeah that made sense in my head, I'm not explaining it well but uh, I think you get where I'm coming from Yep, because Christian Christian was paired with Jericho for a while. He was paired with Edge for a while. Yeah. Stu, Billy, and Randy are mm-hmm. all friends, right? Yeah. Uh, Cena, I've got as Gail Weathers. I don't know why. That's all I've got written down. Cena is Gail Weathers, um, and yeah, Jericho, Stu. Okay. I says he wants to be a diabolical villain, but he's also a bit of a, a bit of a goof. Yeah, that works definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about main event? Batista and Trips. Okay, so Batista, I've gone for Neve Campbell. <laughs> I, I, I think I remember struggling a bit with this because I thought maybe he could be Jerry O'Connell. I remember thinking that. Um, but yeah, like in a kind of a survivor against all the odds type way. Okay. Um, so that was how I landed on that. And uh, Triple H, I don't know if I just felt like I had to get this guy in, but Jamie Kennedy, Randy, <laughs> and I've written student of the game, can see everything that's happening, trying to tell others what's going on, but still doesn't survive. Nice. Nice. For Batista, I've went Sydney, Neve Campbell as well. Uh, for different reasons, I've got that they are a boring, unconvincing leading star. <laughs> Brilliant. That's harsh. Oh. Uh, for Triple H, I've got Timothy Oliphant's character, Mickey, um, who I think you mentioned and that was because they're both cer- literal, in Oliphant Mickey's case, a cerebral assassin. Ah, of course. Nice. And the only other one I've got that we've not mentioned is Vince needs to voice any ghost face phone call. <laughs> like, what's your favourite scary movie? Friday 13th. That's good shit, pal. Oh. <laughs> uh... Probably would have been better in sequels than in the original. I think it would take it take you out of it a wee bit, maybe. Aye, I think you're, <laughs> I think you're possibly right. <laughs> I'm talking like Attitude Era Vince, not 2022 Vince. <laughs> my, my egg, my egg. I, not that guy. Okay, that was good. That was good. I like, I like that. Um, I'd like to see that become a thing. Yeah. Do you think we could get in touch with WWE's movie? Do, do oh, you think even uh, Endeavour's yeah. probably done away with their movie arm? Ah, they should definitely bring us in, though. I think I think we could just put us on the payroll. We'll come up with something. Excellent. Yeah. Our next pay-per-view we're going to do will be SummerSlam. And I would like us to cast that as Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, that's fine. That's what I thought you were hinting at earlier. And I know that I've def. I think the one that I've watched, 
I've definitely seen the middle one several times. I think I maybe need to go back and watch Batman Begins. I don't think I've seen that for a wee while. And then maybe the third one. Yeah. The third one's Bane. Yeah. Which I've definitely seen maybe only once. And maybe, yeah, I, I might just need to watch the whole thing. We'll see. That was that was definitely a, a, a bonus for me, was having to watch Scream 1 mm. and, and Scream 4. It's a shame we never managed to fit Hayden Panettiere's um, oh, yeah. spunky little character in somewhere. Yeah. Never mind. Should we that talk was, was that the fourth we... one? Fourth that... one, aye. Yeah. Kirby. Yeah, that's right. Should we talk this pay-per-view? Yeah, let's go for it. On a, on a non- Melts or scoring system zero to ten. What would you have given it? Two, two out of ten. I did. I didn't think it was a good show. <laughs> Amazing. What did you think? Like a like a six. Like I there's there's a match I really enjoyed. Um, there's a bit of frustration at something that I thought looked a bit more awesome that doesn't really. Uh, mm. And. Uh, yeah, I, I thought some of it was... Maybe I'm remembering too much of this and Lillian Garcia because mm, that, that was is one highlight. of the worst things I've, I've ever seen on a show. Aye. Okay, <laughs> so we're introduced via a hype package, as we always are. Uh, first, we're hy- hyping up John Cena, having been drafted to Raw, which only happened a couple of weeks before this pay-per-view. Um and then after that, we're getting a lot of hell in a cell hype. I have to say, it worked for me. I was like, yes. I maybe wasn't wild up for watching this, but now I am. After Excellent. seeing that. Um, we're introduced to J.R. King, very disappointingly, the coach. <laughs> uh, Why is he involved? What's... I have no idea. No idea. Three-man three man <sighs> commentary booth. Um, a really cool Vegas-themed set. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, we just don't, we don't, we don't get anything like that anymore, and haven't for for years. That no. they're really cool. Um, and we kick off for the Intercontinental Championship. Carlito, the champion, taking on Shelton Benjamin, who I believe he's just recently won the title from. Yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to this. Fan of Carlito, fan of Shelton. Benjamin, we spoke about him quite recently. Um, what did you think of our opening match? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I was quite enthusiastic for it, but they were they were telling it. I didn't know if it was all story or if there was an issue, but part of the story seemed to be Shelton wasn't quite right, mm-hmm. um, and I think it did look like his usual, I think, speed and athleticism wasn't quite there. Um, not that he was slow or bad, but I think maybe just part of the story that they were telling. Um, I, th- I really like Carlito as a character. I think he's he's fine in the ring, and I thought this might mesh really well. But yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. Did, did they maybe just not have the chemistry, or or what it was? It just didn't really do much for me. That's what I felt too. I felt it was quite clunky. There's just something missing. It's a bit like when you have a, you make soup at home, and you have a wee a wee slurpy slurpy, and it's just missing salt. It just needs a wee bit of salt. This yeah. needed salt. I don't know. I, I didn't really get the the 
uh, story they were trying to tell with Shelton. It looked like he'd made an arse of a move on Raw mm-hmm. coming over the ropes, and they were they were basically trying to make up for that. Yeah. Uh, it had it had its moments. It had a couple of bits and pieces. I think Carlito was probably a better character than he is a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he's really young here. He, I don't know if you, if you saw the videos of him in Puerto Rico. Just when was that last week or something like that? Yeah. And and we had him at Rumble only. When was that? That was was that during lockdown? Uh, yeah, that, 20, that might be right. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. I don't and he's, he looks in brilliant shape. He must have been really young here mm. compared to, I think he can only be in his 40s. He's like son of a legendary promoter, isn't he? Um, mm. I'm sure. Yeah, so I imagine he broke in young. Um, and yeah, I think there was maybe sort of some sort of, like a lot of talk about immaturity when he got his first run uh, right. in WWE. Um, I just looked up the age. He's 44. Right. But he didn't look it. Nah, but then, yeah, some of the AJ Styles as well. It's just, mm. uh, it's a different. Yeah, Hogan looked like <laughs> Hogan and Arn Anderson were pushing eighty in their in their peaks. Arn Anderson <laughs> was born eighty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I felt the same. It was a, it was a bit disappointing. It looked, uh, it's a bit like Jericho, Benjamin, that yeah. last pay per view that we watched. It, it yeah. looks good on paper, and then mm-hmm. just a, a bit. Yeah, a bit of a letdown. The, the crowd are hot for it. I think mm-hmm. that does make a difference. Um, the finish, even the finish was all just a bit laboured and, and clunky. Yeah. Carlito rips the turnbuckle pad off, um, almost kind of making it look like he's doing it by mistake, and it comes back into play. Mm-hmm. A couple of more minutes later, Shelton goes for that stinger splash, as JR is describing it as. It looked like he really ducked his head into the uh, turnbuckle when yeah, he got it. Doesn't there. help that, does it? <laughs> it's like the, the, when they overextend and slap the pole like mm-hmm. they're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carlito rolls him up, and that's enough for the win. Chicken shit heel win for Carlito, which mm-hmm. would kind of be his his type of thing. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't get any better as we go to our. Was this for a title? No, we just. Uh, I've a, not got it written down if it was. It's a w- women's match between Christy Hemi and Victoria. Um, mm, I, 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 I can't say anything good about it. It was awful. Like, really yeah. awful. Not entertaining. Yeah. Just awful. I don't remember Victoria, do you? I remember she she was quite often the other one in the ring. So <laughs> it, it, like you you would have your matches with Lita or Trish and all that, and she would quite often I think be an opponent. And I, I think in that kind of role, she was fine. She 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 did the job and all that, did what she needed to do. I think the the problem here is Christy Hemi is is not a skilled worker to the extent that those two became. So she. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I assume she was hired for uh, a look rather than uh, no. any 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 wrestling talent. But we've seen her in a couple of matches, and it's not good. No, no, it's not good. That's a very very diplomatic way of putting it. I couldn't tell who won this. 
you may be able to stop writing notes. Victoria won. She, uh, I think, yeah, Christy attempted a roll-up, but Victoria kind of basically just sat down on her. They're trying to do like this little scrappy-do type character with Christy Hemi, I think, Mm -hmm. aren't they? She'll keep coming back and keep coming back. Hopefully she's not back for SummerSlam. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay, we jumped to the back and now it's Todd Grisham. Remember, yep. we were trying to remember his name yep. last time. Not I wrote it down this time as well. Nice. <laughs> um, he's with the WWE champion, John Cena. Can you imagine somebody showed you a video of yourself in 2005 and how embarrassed you would feel? Uh, he's so annoyed. <laughs> imagine John Cena now sitting watching that. Yeah, he's so annoyed here. I, I, like, I look and I think... Where, where, wherever was the appeal that this character mm. had? But uh, you know, this, obviously, he's going to change and develop and all that. But it's so annoying here. It's funny because I think I think that I used to like, I did like, used to like his character. I think around about WrestleMania twenty, I think he was fighting Big Show and he was coming out and doing the raps and stuff like that. He kind of stopped doing that, but he was still doing this sort of gritty Boston thug type persona. It's so cringy. <laughs> Ridiculous. And his whole thing of I'm the new kid in school because he's just came over to Raw and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it's no good, is it? No. I, it's amazing to think that you know like him and Batista are on this show. They're both these new champions. It's kind of like a new Mm-hmm. New gen, new new generation, type thing, and if you watch this show and and say twenty years or or, or almost twenty years from now, who would have had the longevity? Mm-hmm. I think you'd have struggled to say. You say I don't think you'd have went. Oh, definitely him. Nah, no, I, it kind of feels like. Well, where where are you going to go with it? But yeah, no, I, I mean, it worked, um, and I I definitely found him less annoying in the later years. But yeah, just very. It's almost like it almost makes me want to switch off. Mm-hmm. It's like Edge when he was doing that that interview the last time, and we were ah. both like, he's just turned the personality up far too yeah. high. Yeah, listening to loud music's fine, but sometimes <laughs> you want to be able to hear what's being said. Just take it yeah. down a bit. You and I obviously could cut like promo, no bother. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. experts. Yeah. Okay, uh, we go back to the ring. There's a lot of backstory here between Kane and Edge. Lita, when we last watched, what did we watch? Backlash. Yeah. She was married to Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, she has screwed him over um, and aligned herself with Edge. And they are now, I don't actually know if they got through the wedding. I, I did watch it. On Raw, I watched their wedding and Kane attacks them both from underneath yeah. the, the wedding, mm-hmm. from underneath the ring, um, which is quite entertaining and funny. Uh, Edge and Lita being paired together here, obviously there's stuff going on in the background. We're getting the You Screwed Matt chance, We Want Matt chance and all that sort of stuff during mm-hmm. uh, his matches as well. I think they made the right decision just to put them together and yeah, they must have just said, look, there's just go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the, the things that propelled Edge more than anything else. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, in kayfabe, uh, Kane is looking for revenge on the both of them. Um, what did you think of this match, Kane versus Edge? That's fine. <laughs> He's going to say the same thing. <laughs> I'd, I'd like, <laughs> there's so much of it here where you're so like, you're. they're trying to get you caught up in a story, which is fine, you know, storytelling is a huge part of everything on the go. But it's not really the story that anyone cares about mm-hmm. because you've got your fans chanting, you screwed Matt or we want Matt, but they're not yet at a stage of acknowledging anything that's going on, which just puts the whole thing in a really awkward position because it's almost like Kane is being Matt. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. It's so awkward. Uh, you don't uh, love that. Going into this, I wasn't sure exactly where we were in the timeline because obviously Matt ends up fired and then they bring him back at a point. And I think they do a whole thing where I'm sure he's signed at a point when he comes from the crowd and attacks Edge and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't two think... Weeks, two weeks from now. Right, okay. I so couldn't think... Well, I thought, well, the way this is going and the chance and all that and the fact they're not referencing it must mean we're not there yet. We're not uh, bringing him back or, or anything like that. But yeah, just the, obviously once real life gets in the way, it's difficult because do you just move on and completely forget the half story you've told or do you try and get out of it with some level of logic and, and finish the story? But uh, yeah, just, just awkward, the whole situation, I thought. That's really interesting. I thought the same as you. I thought they're essentially, Kane is essentially Matt Hardy here, so they're kind of mirroring what's went on in a weird way. Um, but I, I feel differently. I, so so when we when we started this stuff, this sort of uh, thing that we agreed to do with Edge, WrestleMania 21, I knew he won money in the bank, and obviously we end up with him winning the title mm-hmm. at some point. He's going to cash in at some point. I've never seen because I've never really watched this era of wrestling, I've never seen Edge as a main eventer. I always see him as that kind of intercontinental yeah. level type, um, never really breaking the glass ceiling type character. So he, I've seen him so far this year, 2005, I saw him against Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble. Uh, then we saw Money in the Bank, and then he, he fought Benoit at Backlash. Yep. And nothing's ever changed for me. I've never thought, oh, he looks like, he, you know, put him in the ring with Triple H and I would okay. believe he would beat him. Yeah. Um, I've never thought that I've, uh, until this match, okay. weirdly, because Kane beat, beats him. Um, but I think he just, I don't know what it is. I think he just looks bigger. He looks like there's times he's really beaten down Kane. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I can see it now. Okay. Um, and I h- hadn't seen it before. So I see it a little bit differently. I quite, I genuinely quite enjoyed this match. I could have done without Gene Snitsky. I had, so Snitsky came out and read a poem at their wedding. Oh. There seemed to be some sort of uh, allegiance between Snitsky and Edge. Okay. Um, so that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a huge amount of wrestling going on. Kane, Kane starts out like a bat out of hell uh, going after him. Eventually, Lita gets involved to help Edge out a little bit and, and Edge spears Kane on the floor um, and he gets back in to 
to dominate and that there's a point where um, Kane is coming off the top rope and Edge drop kicks him in midair Mm-hmm. And JR says, worryingly, Kane exposed himself coming off that top turnbuckle. Oh. I missed that. I didn't see him doing that. Oh. Yeah, that. That's a questionable thing to do is you're coming off a top turnbuckle. I feel. Yeah, I mean, do you have time? Is there opportunity? Nah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, wrestler's secret compartment there. As it comes. Hey. Yeah, you need... You need to be wearing the right kind of clothing, I would think. <laughs> Best not overthink it. Well, apparently CM Punk shit himself during a match, and we didn't ever see that. That was on a, a live episode of something. <laughs> Were you aware of that? I had heard the story, yeah. I don't think he's the only one. I think there's been a few, a few Al stories. Snow, is that the, Al Snow, possibly? Yeah. Or has I, he maybe had his himself did hear, exposed? Did I hear Sid maybe as well at some point? Well, we, we could not blame Softball said for shitting himself <laughs> when he snapped his leg that time. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I'd like you to talk me through Kane's thinking at the end of this match because he's in a dominant position, he's going to win this match, but Lita comes in and tries to get involved to try and stop it. Kane grabs her like he's going to choke slam her mm-hmm. and he throws her down on the mat and the fans are like, oh... But then he goes and gets a steel chair and puts her head inside it mm-hmm. like he's going to do the Pillman thing and like break yep. her neck. Well, what's he thinking there? Ah, he's just thinking, you know, uh, maybe he's team Matt and he's thinking, I'm, I'm going to finish, going to finish her off. Finish mm-hmm. her off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thankfully, our hero, Gene Snitsky, gets involved and stops it. Um, but it doesn't save Edge. Kane choke slams him and gets the win. Adam is less than impressed. I've got good match here. Yeah, I, so. I think I think what takes me out of it is, and yeah, I don't, I cannot think of another way they could have done anything with this, because I suppose you don't at this stage want to be, you know, standing the microphone saying we told the story a few weeks ago, and you know, that was storytelling, but this is real. So here's Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, so I suppose they they had to finish this. Um, but I always find it really weird and, and awkward when there's a crowd chant for a guy that isn't involved in the match. It's it's just strange. Mm. It is. It definitely is. And, and they just try to ignore it. And mm-hmm. as they try to ignore it, it becomes... It's funny when, you know, the crowd are chanting something and JR or King try to make you think it's something else that they're yeah. chanting. Not that they do that there, but it is quite funny when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage back with Todd Grisham. He's with Shawn Michaels. Um, the only thing I've got in regard to this interview is that he appears to be wearing some questionable over the one one shoulder covering attire. I did not write anything about his promo, did you? Uh, he's, so he is, apparently Angle has guaranteed that he's going to make Michaels tap out um, again. Michaels does not seem happy with that. He sees that as quite disrespectful. That's uh, that's the gist, I think, of okay. the promo. What do you think of Michaels, like, round about this? Good this in ring. In I, I, I don't think an awful lot of his promos. Um, I think he's good in the ring. I think he, he, he always was. Um, I think we always had this weird 
it was always said, you know, Michaels was the full package. I, I don't know if they ever had great promo skills, to be honest, thinking thinking back. No. Um, and it's always funny, and we've touched on this before, about how that's sort of the stick that's used to beat Bret Hart. But I think based on what I've watched, Bret Hart had better promos than Shawn Michaels. Um, 100%. But yeah, he's, he's, he's very good in ring. I think, you know, he's... I think he's starting to look quite old. <laughs> and, you know... He probably is getting on a bit here, um, but like facially and stuff like uh-huh. that, I always feel like he's starting to look quite old. And um, I, d- I don't know that that <laughs> she probably shouldn't have any impact on what I'm watching, but I feel like it does. Like, well, um... well, I think the problem is is that his whole character is about his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like he's coming out to a song saying he's a sexy boy, mm-hmm. and he's dancing and all that sort of stuff. I, I often it's weird because we we have Hogan, um, we've had Hogan, and we've got him coming back after this. And I don't think Hogan looks out of his element. He's obviously slow. I don't even think this about Flair, but I, I, don't, I don't think they look like old men wrestling. I think they just look like who they are. It's Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Whereas Michaels, it's a bit like the Steve Buscemi, how do you do, fellow kids sort mm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he he like. I don't know, it's just like, maybe update your look because I think you just look yeah. like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He wears those weird leather pants that go over his boots, yeah. the hair. Maybe that's, like the, I, I always have, and it's maybe jealousy, I don't know what it is, but I always have an issue when like, these facially older looking guys cling to the long hair. I mean, just, just change your look. Just, just lop it off. Yeah, just update it. Just mm. and that maybe would have I maybe I would maybe look at it differently if he had a totally different look from being like what you talked about as the you know the boy toy and stuff like that when he's <laughs> he's still played up to that. I mean he's probably still got about ten DX reunions in him here from, from beyond this when he's <laughs> gonna be acting like a spirit a, squad. Acting like a college kid. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably not gonna get any better. <laughs> oh, class. Okay. Uh, we loved it at WrestleMania 21. I think I described it as one of the most perfect wrestling angles and matches ever. Yep. Um, this is the rematch. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, how did you enjoy the second time around? I, I enjoyed the match. Uh, I preferred the the first match between them. Um, I felt like that. It's not to say they had more in it. I felt more engaged in the story of that one um but you know in terms of in-ring mechanics and all that they it maybe also affected me a little bit that i felt like the first phase of the match they were telling a very similar story to the previous time mm-hmm. um and i've seen that and i was probably looking for it just to be something a bit different um but you know i i, I could watch kurt angle matches all day um, it doesn't doesn't really matter who he's in there with now now you say that does it change your mind if I tell you at SummerSlam the next pay-per-view we're watching is Kurt Angle versus Eugene? Yes, that changes my mind. Okay, I'll just, just check it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, against almost every opponent I could watch Kurt Angle matches all day. Um, and yeah, I, I thought, you know, as a match, just maybe if I'd n- not seen the first one, um, I'd be really engaged in this, but I did feel like it was a little bit samey. Um, but yeah, I mean, the moveset and all that, I thought was was very impressive. Again, 
Um, I think, you know, matches have sort of criticised Michael's uh, promos and look, um, he can still go in the ring. He's he's uh, he's absolutely got the the skill set to to be one of the best in the ring. So yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was my my favourite match on the card. Although I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed their first one. Yeah, I would agree. I think if you're going to do a second one, you need to up the ante. And I don't think there's anything that they did there that that took it further than mm-hmm. the first one. Um, nobody rem- nobody really remembers first TLC. Because of TLC too, mm, yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like the finish. I thought the finish was just a bit raw SmackDown, yeah, sort of event. Um, there was something that uh, was, is it? You, you see, it's a type of move that you do see quite a lot these days, but you didn't see it then. The buckle bomb that Angle gave, oh yeah, Michaels, yeah, he. he he followed through with that buckle bomb. That mm-hmm. looked brutal. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's some nice callbacks in the as soon as Angle went for the ankle, then we did get Michael scrambling this time rather than mm-hmm. try to roll out of things. Yeah. Um, and we also got the long a long hold of the ankle lock again, much like in the first time how we finished the first one, but. But Michael's mm-hmm. a dog. I think you could tell the story that he's worked on it or whatever, and he's he's managed to a way of, of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a we got a ref bump. We got poor Jack Doan getting taken yeah. out at, at, at one point, but it didn't really lead to anything. I didn't. No, I don't no. think. Which, no, I don't think anything happened off the back of it in terms of rule breaking shenanigans. But, yeah. Um, nothing like that. Um. Yeah, a, a little, a little underwhelming. That's that's maybe really unfair. Uh, I think you're right in that. If this had been the only match, we'd have probably said it was a classic. But mm-hmm. we've put, we've possibly seen most of it. Yeah. Uh, already, um, they've obviously went one all. I wonder if they plan to do another one down the line somewhere. Yeah. Do you think? I've got a feeling it it never happened. I, I think I sometimes listen to Kurt Angle's podcasts and he's talked, he's definitely talked about match one um, between the two. And I think he, he mentioned there was always an intention that there would be a third match, mm-hmm. but for, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. Can't be that long that Angle must be less than a year. Well, it must be about a year from mm-hmm. from here that Angle will be in TNA. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, that'll be, that's probably exactly why it didn't happen. Which is a massive shame Mm -hmm. Um, so the finish comes uh, after much back and forward it's a kind of weird one but eventually they both end up in the ring, uh, down in the ring and the the referee's close to getting to like a 10 count of them both being Mm -hmm. out and Angle for some bizarre reason decides to get out the ring, climb up and go off the top rope I guess you could say it's out of um, desperation. Yeah. But Michael's hit some of the switcher music because he's coming down with the flying nothing um, and gets a three count. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a rubbish finish. Nobody, yeah. we, we didn't know what Michael's to win that match, did we? No. And like, I, the, the only reason I can see to do it is if you have the third match. Because um, I think by this point, 
and for a wee while at this point, I'm not viewing Michaels as top of the card. Viewing mm. him as a guy that can go in with anyone, but not Special a guy. Attraction that, almost. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think his entire run, pretty much, maybe after the first few months, I viewed Angle as a, a top of the card guy. Aye, well, that's the thing. Like, you've got two title matches on this card. Mm-hmm. You'd be saying Angle goes in against Batista or Angle goes in against Cena yeah. next, yeah. surely. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael's beating him, takes it off the table, and he's yeah, fighting yeah. bloody Eugene. Yeah, that's where it all went wrong. How disappointing is that to be looking forward to a SummerSlam? Oh, who's, who's Angle got? Angle Christian would be nice. Angle Jericho, Angle fucking Eugene. Piss <sighs> off. Piss off. Uh, okay. For some reason, we're backstage with the coach. Oh, yeah. Or Jada Pinkett Smith, as he's known in the Scream universe. Um, he is with Big Dave. Uh, and coach decides to, you know, you've got a man the size of Batista, he's the bloody with the wardrobe, <laughs> and stand in front of you, and you're going to start poking the bear and saying that he looks scared spitless. That's a funny game coach is <laughs> playing there. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I've got that this seems to rile up the Deacon. And he says that Triple H will need to kill him to take the title yep. from him, which seems like a just a silly thing to say, really. Yeah. Man hits people with sledgehammers for a living. He does. And, and yeah. we're going into his domain, as we keep kind of being told. Exactly. Uh, this seems to have gotten Triple H's um, attention, who's standing the other side of the cameraman. <laughs> He was fine with most of it, and then you know, <laughs> Summon was saying, "He's like, nah, I've got to get myself involved." <laughs> so, so we get some a little, a little skirmish oh. uh, before we can even get to the to their match. Triple H still sporting that interesting facial hair. Mm. Yeah, tribute to Harley Race. Uh, okay, no. In the ring is Justin Roberts. Uh, fun fact, Adam, this is Justin Roberts' first. A pay-per-view as an announcer. Oh, okay. Announcer. Um, he says, please welcome Lillian Garcia. Lillian Garcia takes the microphone and says, please welcome Viscera. She, she talks about someone being, uh, what does she say? He's a sexy man and she wants to sing for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. I didn't, I didn't make many notes of this situation. I was... Uh, oh, I've got, I've got a lot. Uh, so she oh. said that somebody's been having a big impact on her recently. So please, welcome to the ring. How can you know? You tell your mum and dad that you're in a romance with this guy, and he's the sweetest guy you've ever met, and he's been taking me places. Oh, what's his name? Viscera. <laughs> It's fine though, because once they meet him, it's uh, he, yeah, he it's just walks in doing that tongue thing. Do <laughs> 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 <sighs> you, you you watched this show before me, and you messaged me about something that I was doing, and my first reaction was, I can't see this tongue again. I just because I, <laughs> I assumed it was something to do with that, but you know, I think it's even worse. <laughs> so. Yes. I think there's a couch in the ring, is there? there is. Yeah, there is. So so she sits him down and he's doing all his heavy breathing and he's thinking about the buffet again like he was that last pay-per-view. 
Um, she says she wants to sing for him. She sings this horrendous, not because of the execution, but she's singing heartfelt words about him being a wonderful man and all that. She then gets down onto one knee and says, will you marry me? Proposes to him. Viscera says, uh, he, he does that a lot. Uh, he says, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> Which is what anybody wants to hear when they've just asked you to marry them. <laughs> and then we get interrupt, interrupted by the Godfather's music. And he is um, coming down to the, the, the ring with four or five. Listen, I am no oil painting. But that is, they must have found five of the roughest looking women yeah. in Vegas. This is, the, yeah. And this is, I, I'm watching this and I'm thinking the whole while this is getting interrupted, but I don't know who by. It, <laughs> it, it was all set up for it to be someone and I didn't know who. And I was thinking, what was gold dust up to? Because he used to get involved in some weird stuff. And then no, it ends up being the Godfather. But she, the, the whole setup of the Godfather. I'm going to tempt you with these these professionals, um, I, but Profession. looking looking at them, I I don't know where the temptation was. But listen, they set the they set the scene at that last pay per view, and they talked about Viscera having a large appetite mm. and all that sort of stuff. You you know, he's he's got five versus one there. Godfather even says something like, I've seen your appetite, and your appetite for loving is just as big or something like that. He says, oh. Charles Wright, he, he, got, he became that Godfather character and he never stopped. I guarantee he's still behaving like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Dressing like that. Yeah, oh. I liked him better. Can you imagine as a kid, Papa Shango was terrifying. Yeah. I used to think he was a cool character, and then you grow up and you turn out as a pimp. God's sake. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Big Viss takes a wee look at the whole train, does a bit more. Uh, uh, and he decides that he's getting on board. <laughs> he's taking it into consideration, Lillian. And he's rejected you outright. She looks devastated. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Lillian Garcia. I, like, I, I was thinking the whole while, what did she do that ended up Getting her involved in this situation. I looked into it. it was it, I thought? Remember, I said, <laughs> I said to you, I'm sure I'd read that this was a rib on her, but it wasn't. It wasn't a rib. She was. She says she thoroughly enjoyed um, the storyline that she had with Big Nelson. That's a former King of the Ring out there, Adam. It is. Yeah. You didn't yeah. know it. Anyway, back to. More serious matters. The WWE Championship. We've got a triple, triple threat. We've got the champion, John Cena. We've got Chris Jericho, and we've got Christian, accompanied by our boy, our boy Tomko. Mm-hmm. Um, this was so. So I think we spoke the last pay per view. Was it was it Backlash when Christian came out and did the rap? Yeah. So we were saying, is this is this a springboard? Are they are they giving him a shot? Um, and it was supposed to be Christian versus Cena for the title, but then 
through what happened on Raw. Jericho essentially shoehorned himself in there and, and Bischoff said, I'll make it a triple threat. Uh, what do you think? What did you th- First of all, what did you think of the match? Uh, so it, it probably, I don't tend to like triple threats for like titles and stuff like that. But um, I was thinking we, we kind of know because we've seen that Cena is maybe not not quite there yet in ring. Yep. So I kind of expected, well, a lot of the wrestling is going to be between Jericho and, and Christian. That's that's how they'll figure this out. And there are some interactions. Um, I thought, I thought I found it entertaining enough. I, I didn't watch and think this is a really good match, but I, I thought it was fine. Uh, You're a right, Debbie Downer. How many matches have said that about tonight? But yeah, I, th- I thought it was fine. Like I, I probably, I probably carried some of my anger towards the Cena character into me watching the match because I'm just finding him really annoying, mm-hmm. um, and. Even some of his moves hit, I was finding quite annoyed as it was good. But I found I thought the match was fine. See that hip toss that he does where he also jumps? Yeah. That looks really dangerous. Yeah. It looks shit, but it also looks <laughs> really dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Uh I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really good. Sorry. Sorry sorry to to piss on your Grumpy parade. I, I thought it was really good. I think what you've talked there about Cena's limitations is probably why Christian's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I sometimes th- we, you and I, obviously love Christian, and I think sometimes I think that we think he's better than he actually was. Um, but seeing him in here, I think I, I think it could easily have been just Christian versus Cena. I think Christian did enough to win this match without the need for Tomko or anything mm. like that. Um, I, I, re- I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Nice. I liked um, Cena FU's Christian right over the top rope, right, yeah. right out onto the onto the floor. It was a hell of a bump. Um, I, I didn't find that it was too, too much of that sort of formulaic triple threat match where it's, where it's too... And one goes out and sits outside for a while and, and then comes back in. Yes, yes, they did it a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I felt the three of them sort of all worked together really well. Um, what do you call that type of move where, like, one does this, they're doing a superplex and the other guy comes and does a, a powerbomb? Oh, yes, yeah. I, I don't it's know what an, it's got a name, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know what it would be called, but yeah, when when I saw the setup and I thought, oh, this is what's going to happen, because um, they were kind of all lined up for it, I was thinking, oh, I haven't seen this happen for a while, like in the, the matches we've been watching, because obviously it's the kind of thing uh, you wouldn't want to overplay and overdo. Mm-hmm. I think it made sense to have Cena as the, the guy basically executing that, because obviously they're they're pushing this young, very strong very well, uh, very well built guy. Um, yeah, that 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 looked pretty impressive. There was a nickname that I forgot about that coach. Maybe this is the only reason he was on the show. The coach brought back to me for uh, Christian. Um, 
So there's a, there's a moment in the match where Christian does a baseball slide into Jericho, who in turn knocks down the, the referee. And uh, Coachman says, that's what happens when you mess with C-squared. And nice. I forgot about the C-squared name. So did I. I, I. I think you messaged me something about C-squared, and I was like, oh yeah, C-squared. Cool. <laughs> and I've now awesome. got that as in my notes. It's a lot quicker to write C2 than it is mm. Christian in, in, in your notes. Um, I I think the uh, seem like a broken record, but Christian with Tomko works like that. Tomko characters perfect sort of heater mm-hmm. um, for his you know like talented but chicken shit heel yeah type character yeah um, you know stuff like Cena doing the the double five knuckle shuffle and all that. We're, we're trying desperately to get him over, aren't we? We're trying to mm-hmm. show how big and how strong and, and how, how big of a character he is. Um, and to be fair, I think that this match does that job. <laughs> Your eyes look glazed over. <laughs> yeah. It, it just post- annoyed me too much earlier in his promo. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Christian takes the pin and then he's off to Smackdown and gets beat by Booker T at their next pay-per-view seems a real waste do, do you know how long they stuck with the Christian and Tomko thing because I, I remember thinking at the time they didn't stick with it long enough but I don't know for sure nah I don't know either he must, he's not on SummerSlam um, he must be T, I think he's TNA by October November Right. Uh, Tomko eventually ends up with them in, mm-hmm. in TNA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a shame. I think if they'd maybe got that right, because he, he did struggle a bit character wise when they first split him and Edge. And, you know, he was sort of playing a crybaby for quite a while and stuff like that. But I think this was probably the best fit that he had after, uh, after the team broke up. And it's a yeah. shame they didn't get to it a bit earlier, I think. Do you remember when they kind of paired Christian with The Rock for a while? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that must have been 2000 and... I think it was 2003 when Rock was like Hollywood Rock because he was like having him sign yeah. copies of his Scorpion King DVD and stuff like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Brian Goodworks apparently. Uh, but aye, it's like they did try lots of different things with him, but this mm-hmm. felt like... A, 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 an appropriate fit. Mm-hmm. Disappointing for the peeps. Christian eats the pin after the FU, and that's it. I think at SummerSlam we get Cena Jericho. Right. Jer- Jericho just feels a bit sort of meh here. Yeah. Sort of nothing. Yeah. And I know he's, yeah, he, he like politic to get himself in the match, didn't he? Behind the scenes, he's like complaining to Bischoff about mm-hmm. well, what made. Christian number one contender and eventually yep. gets gets added in, but yeah, I don't know if that was. I suppose there's maybe a few reasons for doing it. Maybe part of it is wanting a sort of two skilled wrestlers in the ring, um, while while Cena's kind of trying to learn on the job to some extent. Um, I, I I don't know that Vince ever saw Christian as a main event title guy. Um, and even though this isn't the last match, it's sort of, you know, just below uh, in terms of the way it's been promoted and all that. Yeah. So maybe he felt it needed a little bit extra. Uh, but it did, felt like a little bit 
of a afterthought of let's just add them in rather mm-hmm. than there, there being a lot behind it. The following night, they do Tomko, Christian and Jericho. This is on the extras for the DVD. The Vengeance DVD, they have Bischoff backstage and Christian and Jericho going back and forward, blaming each other over who was to blame. And then Christian, Tomko says something and Christian says, shut it, goat boy. Which I quite like. Um, <laughs> Bischoff's like, okay, you've had your title shot. I'll tell you what, tomorrow night, you three versus John Cena and his and two partners of his choosing um, as the main event on Raw. And they're like thinking this is brilliant because they're like, Cena's got no friends and all that sort of stuff. He picks Michaels and then Michaels brings it Hogan. Michaels, Hogan and Cena versus Christian, Tomko and okay. Jericho. It's quite entertaining. Mm. Um, and that might start to sow the seeds for where we go with yeah. the Hulkster okay. and the sexy boy. Yeah. Okay, so that was our championship match. Our next match on the card is our main event. It's a Hell in a Cell match for the world title. Big gold. It's the it's Triple H's final bite at the cherry, I think it's been framed as. He, he couldn't get it done at WrestleMania. And in the, the rematch at Backlash, he couldn't do it either. But this time, we're in, what did you just say? We're in his domain? His domain, yeah. Hell in a Cell. They, they go quite strong on pointing out how many Hell in a Cell matches Triple H has been in and the fact that Batista I think hasn't been in any. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, did, did they mention earlier in the build time, has he been in an elimination chamber? Is that what he was in? Um, or something like that. Right. Uh, and the, 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 they tell a little bit of a story which I didn't really remember from the time, but uh, Triple H quit Raw and Flair was like buddying up to Batista, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't remember at all, and they have Batista, you know, saying that he he'd always respected Flair, almost like you know, it's I didn't view you as the the one in the wrong. It was Triple H. I know you were just going along with him type thing, but obviously, uh, Flair's just going to screw Batista and low blow him, and uh, Triple H going to appear with a sledgehammer straight out of the shower. Why do they come out soaking like that? What have they been doing? <laughs> um, that's quite naive for a big Dave. It is, yeah. It yeah. does fit his kind of Labrador-esque personality, uh-huh. though. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And, you know, I suppose they were... Maybe maybe if the mindset is Triple H is gone, even if he's thinking he's just looking for somebody else's coattails to ride, maybe it logically would be mine. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we bit we bit naive. They can buddy back up and get what did I say it was on that t shirt? Paid, laid, paid and made. Laid, yeah. made and paid. Yeah. 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 Without trip without <laughs> that guy that doesn't drink and is already married. <laughs> Maybe that's what Batista's thinking. <laughs> I thought um it feels like they've done work with Batista to build him up because I feel like this is as big a pop as we've seen for him so far. Yeah, yeah, he does get a good out. pop. Yeah. Um, JR is like the world's greatest car salesman. He's going on and on too much. He's doing like the Heyman thing about how violent this is going to be. Uh, yeah, he really does. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the match? What did you think it in the in the sort of terms of where it sits in Hell in a Cell matches? 
Uh, it's, it's, we, what did we watch that was an absolute classic? First one. Take away. Yes, that's right. And it's oh, you unless know, you mean Edge versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. No, I didn't. <laughs> so it's 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 not a patch on you know Taker Michaels. It's uh, it's quite violent and there's quite a lot going on. And I think if they're trying to tell the story of Batista almost being like indestructible type character mm-hmm. um i think it, it makes sense to use something like that to build him i think it gives you the idea that triple h can win despite his previous losses because you know we all know there's a sledgehammer under the ring even mm-hmm. before it, it comes anywhere near into play um i think as a an end point on a feud i'm i'm fine with it mm-hmm. it's not a great match there's not you know I think I always like, you know, your your sort of wrestling and then transitioning into I'm gonna bring a couple of weapons into the mix, but it's very quickly to outside and finding what you can and using the, the actual cell as well to mm-hmm. to your advantage. Um but I thought I thought it was okay. The the I think it's one of those things where I'd it wasn't necessarily that I'd remembered the match all that fondly, because I I don't think I ever would have thought that's an amazing match, um, but I think I'd I'd remembered the finale better than it actually was, which is right. unfortunate. What did you think happened at the end? You just think it was a, a bit more of a like, oh my god, who's going to win this sort of that thing? that so right at the end moment, I thought it was a bit more tension into like. If we're, if we're skipping to the end, Batista uh, has Triple H up for the powerbomb. Yep. But Triple H has long since brought the sledgehammer into the mix. And you can totally believe with the situation that Batista has not noticed that Triple H has managed to get the sledgehammer in his hand as he is lifted up for the powerbomb. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being a, is he going to be able to hit this powerbomb in time before the sledgehammer shot comes? But in my mind he'd like held him for a few more seconds before dropping him down. And if he had, I think it would have built just for that few seconds. But in the end, in reality, it all happens so quickly that that there's not really time for that moment to build of can he. Um, So yeah, I was was a little bit um, let down by it in that I think I'd just remembered it as being better than it it was. Okay. I I think... I think even if Triple H had attempted to hit him with it, and mm-hmm. he and he started dropping him back down, yeah. But he, we saw him picking it up, which was quite subtle. And we've seen Triple H do that at WrestleMania 17. Undertaker mm-hmm. goes for a last ride. He's yep. got the sledgehammer, bangs him on the head. But we've seen him do that before, so it all made sense. But it just kind of and then he put him back down, and and it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see where I see where you're coming from. I think I think like I think this was all right, but. I think I thought it was going to be like amazing. Um, right. I'm sure I've read that this is like an amazing match, the best match that they've had. Arguably, it is, but I don't think the other two matches they had were entirely, you know, they weren't very good. Yeah. They, yeah. they were just all right. Um, I feel like both of these guys need someone bet. Better is not the right word. They need someone a bit more mobile to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah, you know, like stick a Shawn Michaels in or a Kurt Angle, 
mm-hmm. or a Chris, even a Chris Jericho. I just feel they need somebody going around about them doing stuff a bit more. Yeah. Um, rather yep. than it being like these, they're not massive guys in the scheme of Undertaker, Kane, Big Show. I don't mm-hmm. mean it that way, but they're just sort of like these two big guys not really doing very much. It mm-hmm. kind of loses its impact when they're hitting each other over and over with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I, th- I think, you know, that if, if the aim was to put over Batista strong, I think they've done it. I think they've, you know, through this program, they've crowned a new champion, a new main event guy is there and ready. Um, but yeah, I think that the quality of matches wasn't brilliant. Uh, and maybe at this point, in fact, maybe throughout his career, Batista wasn't capable of that kind of match anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Triple H was probably doing the best he could. Um, this one came across as a pretty, pretty violent, pretty aggressive match. But yeah, it, it put Batista over, and you know, Triple H has had plenty of criticism for holding guys down. He's he's put Batista over three and zero basically, yeah. Um, yeah. and and crowned a new champion. And yeah, you know, I I, I understand it from a storyline point of view as well. You've you've crowned what who you view as a guy that can be for at least a good couple of years a, a main event player. Yeah, yeah, like you're saying, he's he's done that and and it's been a big thing that he's not done that for other people. So that's in in on a in of itself makes it a big thing. Um I, I thought they were onto something when they brought the chain out because I kinda of thought, well this is new. Yeah. Uh, when the you know Triple H is hanging him over the ropes and it, and I was just a bit like, oh God, that looks Yeah. A bit of hairy. Yeah, um, it did. And I was kind of thinking to myself, if this was a strap match, that feels quite intriguing because uh-huh. you could show Batista's strength. He could be hoying Triple H about the place, yeah. throwing him over the ropes and all that sort of stuff. Um, that yeah, felt that like interesting. you know, like a, a glimpse into a different way that it mm-hmm. could have went. Yeah. Um. I, I. You know, like we've we've seen the barbed wire and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if it's just a bit like dulled by previous violence that we've seen. Yeah, it just kind of feels like you're playing in Mick Foley Samp sort of thing, and mm. it's just not quite as effective. Yeah, um, we're being quite quite down on it. It was all right, but it just you know, it was all right. It's yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't watching it thinking this is terrible. You know, I need, I need this head to be over. I was just watching it without. I didn't feel like I was in any way emotionally invested. Now it's mm-hmm. it is different when you know the outcome, yeah, you know, and and I, I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't feel like it. Sometimes, even when I know exactly what's going to happen, I still get sucked in, and I didn't. It, it, it didn't. It didn't grab me. I thought, I thought it was fine. You know, like Triple H is a bit of a bloody mess mm-hmm. in this one, but I think he. It loses its impact when I think he's bled like that all three matches. Yeah. Um, He's also like flair face planting and stuff like that. I know he's, I know we we know what he's doing. He's he's trying to get, he's making Batista look like a monster, but it just looks Mm -hmm. a bit silly. A bit disappointing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think I've not, I kind of seen an awful lot of Batista um, 
now that I have seen, I think I thought that he's probably better in the ring than what he actually is. Mm-hmm. He feels a bit 1980s. Yeah, huge yeah, guy. he probably could have been. Like, if you imagine a, a heel Batista against Hogan or something mm-hmm. like that, you can totally see it, like the way the programme would have played out and everything. But yeah, he's... Um, and he didn't show, and we've definitely talked about this before, about how he didn't show much personality and charisma, yeah. um, which is all the more surprising seeing him act. Um, but yeah, it's... As I say, it was fine, but it wasn't as good as I remember it. And I think most most of that, from my point of view, is because of the finish. Just not okay. being quite what I remembered it as. Okay. A two out of ten, though. I'll bump it up to a three. Okay. <laughs> what was the best match, Yank? Michael's angle. I thought it was the best match, and still, you know, I thought it stood out as the as a match, but it it wasn't as good as their first. But it was a good match. And if we're thinking about Edge, we've went from winning Money in the Bank, and it feels very much like they are um, they're sort of playing for time with them. A little bit. He he was involved with Chris Benoit, and that blew off pretty quickly. He's now involved with Kane, and that's going to blow off. And now we're going to go into Matt Hardy. After that, we're. I don't know if I want to say we're not building him up. Like we're not saying if he cashed in tomorrow, we would need mm-hmm. view him as a as a heavyweight champion. But we're no making a big deal of him. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think we talked at the time where he was going up against Benoit's, you know, we both would look and say, well, Benoit's a main event guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know Kane has been a main event guy. Um, it feels like you're then taking a, a step down, no, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Matt Hardy, but but then I suppose there's no way around that. I, I It can't have ever been in the plan, but how how can you avoid doing it now that you're in the situation you're in? But then I suppose for him, for Edge, I guess you're just having to get through that because you you know hopefully what the long term plan is. Um, so they're probably just what's are we are we at that stage at SummerSlam? Oh, uh, Matt and Edge. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So, like I said, I think two weeks from that pay-per-view, Matt Hardy appears from the crowd. Um, and he's talking about fighting and ring honour and all that sort of stuff. He grabs a microphone. Uh, does he not say a... Oh, no, it's... It, when he comes back, I'm sure we'll talk about it. He comes back and he they give him a mic and he does a promo and he says something like, Edge, I hope you die in a car accident or something like that. So, all right, okay. So we're going to script promos from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But they they had the 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 bite this thing where Matt phoned in and all that, didn't they? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, do you want me to talk you through summer the SummerSlam card? Um, yeah. I should say there's a there is a great American Bash in July, which is a SmackDown. Okay. Card. Um, there is no cash in. On that, uh, but I can quickly, I can quickly run you through that so that we're not missing it out. We don't miss the context of what's going on in two thousand and five. 
because there will be SmackDown mm-hmm. matches on SummerSlam. JBL versus Batista. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh God. No. Oh no. Right. Oh wow. This card's unbelievable. Okay. Um the WWE tag team title match. This is the SummerSlam. This is Great American Bash. Mm-hmm. Uh, M&M, Mercury and Nitro versus yep. Heidenreich and Road Warrior Animal. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Heidenreich and Road Warrior Animal win that to become the new tag oh, team champion. did they really? Oh. Uh, Booker T versus Christian. Okay. Booker T wins that one. No. Uh, WWE United States title match Chris Benoit versus Orlando Jordan Okay Sounds a bit hairy Orlando Jordan wins that one uh, Muhammad Hassan versus The Undertaker Oh uh, I think I want to say that would be Muhammad Hassan's last yep. ever Pretty sure that's right yep. Yep, Appearance uh, Undertaker wins that one Shocking uh, Oh a fun six-man tag team match. The Mexicos versus the Blue World Order. Excellent. The Mexicos wins that. Hooventood, Psychosis and Super Crazy. That's bizarre. Do you think... Uh, that That's definitely Heyman in charge of SmackDown. Yeah. The Blue, <laughs> World, Blue, World, Blue World Order on there as well. Uh, Mysterio and Guerrero still going at it. Mysterio beat Guerrero. Uh, oh my god, a brand panties match. Melina defeats Tori Wilson. Yeah. And world heavyweight title match. John Bradshaw Layfield defeats Batista. Oh, by DQ. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, what? They surely never had him beat Triple H three pay per views on the bounce and then get beat <laughs> by JBL. Yeah, no. They go 20 minutes as well. Oh. So we can be happy that we're missing out on that one. Yeah, I think we've both been sort of pleasantly surprised by some of the JBL stuff, but I don't want to see him have a match with Batista. That doesn't, that doesn't grab me. You're about to say the rematches at SummerSlam. uh, Well, for JBL Batista. (laughs) Let me get to SummerSlam. There's a great comment here on Cage Match. 0.0 out of 10. This show literally made me give up entirely on WWE programming for nearly a decade. Wow, wow. (laughs) <laughs> That's for you create laps fans. Right. <laughs> Summer Slam. <sighs> okay. Uh, United States title match. Orlando Jordan versus Chris Benoit. Okay. Singles match. Matt Hardy versus Edge. Yep. Custody of Dominic. Ladder match. Eddie Guerrero uh-huh. versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. Uh, Eugene with Christy Hemi versus mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. The Undertaker versus Randy Orton, okay. uh, which was a fun match at WrestleMania 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE Heavyweight title match, John Cena versus Chris Jericho. World Heavyweight title match, No Holds Barred, Batista versus John Bradshaw Layfield. There we go. You called it. And the main event is a singles match between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. That feels like a lot of matches on a card, eh? Yeah. I don't think I've seen this. I don't think I've ever rewatched this. I don't think I've ever seen this. I've seen highlights of Hogan Michaels, that'd be it. Right. So, yeah, I haven't seen this for, where are we, 17 years, wherever long. 
for eighteen years. Just, just think it's the, the um, sort of what should we say the the, um, the maturation of of Dominic. Maybe this is what turned oh, him maybe. into the, the criminal that he is. The, yeah, today. possibly. Yeah. Yeah, we can trace it all back. Your, your dad fighting over you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I th- yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of stuff to talk about with um, Hogan and Michaels and politicking. Yeah. Going on. I think I might shock you with my take on that, but I'll, we'll watch the match and then we'll talk about it in a couple okay. of weeks. Okay. But, yeah. Any there you're looking forward to most? Uh, I I really enjoyed the last Undertaker Orton, so I mm, think I think I'm I'm enthusiastic for that. Curious to see how things play out in this uh, Edge Matt Hardy because I can't really remember. I think I think they have a series of matches, and I can't really remember what what happens there. Okay. Obviously, a lot of tension on the go. Um, yeah, that that's probably <laughs> that's, that's that's maybe about it. About you? Hogan Michaels would be good fun. Be intriguing, yeah, just to see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. We're we're flying through this this edge journey in August 2005. And we're stopping at Mania 22. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Did you think, what, what do you think of 2005 so far? Did you think it would be better than what it's been? Yeah, it's been pretty mixed. There is some good. There's definitely been some good stuff. Um, I think some of the in rings been good, some not so good. Some of the storytelling not quite there. Like I think you know a, a big reason people maybe look back over enthusiastically at Attitude Era is kind of that whole everyone had a story uh, situation that was going on. It feels like some things are thrown together. Uh, here uh, yeah. pretty abruptly but I'm enjoying some of it mm-hmm. yeah that's how I feel as well I, thought, I think I thought it'd be better than what it's been it feels quite transitional mm-hmm. uh, compared you know I feel like we're coming coming out of ruthless aggression almost yeah and like I was saying it, it almost feels like a new generation type thing and, and some of that new generation aren't great talking of which we um the undercard match, the heat match for vengeance that we didn't get was the heartthrobs versus oh. a hurricane and Rosie. Oh, the heartthrobs. Imagine, imagine being them and being told, sorry guys, there's no room on the pay-per-view for it. And then you're sat down at the back watching it and you watch that Viscera and Lily and Garcia thing. Like, we need okay? time. We need to save time for this. <laughs> Right, we shall speak again in two weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your SummerSlam card cast in the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, I've definitely got some films to watch, but yeah, yes, that'll be good. Excellent. Yeah. Right, well, don't be a see you next Tuesday, and I shall see you next Tuesday. Do you like that? I did. I'll yeah. be practicing that. Yeah, very that good. That wasn't good. Okay, <laughs> two weeks time. Take it easy. Cheers.